0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. David, um, these things are not difficult. Yeah, you may have a bit of a challenge in mastering the art, in getting results as quickly as you want. You grow in these things. But any babe can pray, and any babe can praise God. And even if you can't, God will always help you. The Bible says Jesus is our intercessor. The Holy Ghost helps us to pray. You just need to show up to God. Help me to pray. Help me to praise. And that's a major way to get God to show up in your life. God will show up for you this last four months in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. let's talk about faith. Of course, we've been talking about faith all night long, but let's zero down to it tonight. I hope you can still hear. I know it's 2 a.m. in the morning, and I know it may be a bit challenging to maintain attention, so I'll be very brief. Praise God. In any case, you can't go home now. So say again, I'm here to pray, and I'm here to praise God. Tell your neighbor I'm not here to sleep. Hallelujah. Our God is the too much God. And this is why we can have faith or we can be confident in him. You don't have to be intimidated by how big your mountain is. You don't have to look hopeless or feel hopeless by how great your problems are. Please catch the simplicity of what the Bible has brought to us. Jesus has paid the price for you already and he's greater, he's bigger, he's wiser, he's stronger, he's richer than anything and everything the world or the devil can throw against you. That problem or mountain in your life that seems to have plagued you and it looks as if you can't come out of it, it's a lie of the devil. Somebody say it's a lie of the devil. God is greater than it. God is bigger than it. God is much more than it. All you need, say with me, all I need. need. And it's not difficult. All you need is faith, which you have already if you're a believer. When we teach believers faith, we are not teaching them something they don't have. You couldn't have been born again without faith. We are teaching you to use what you have. We are teaching you to use what you have. This is not something you should go and look for. This is something God gave you at the point of new birth. Say with me, "I I have faith. Glory be to God. So I want to very quickly share with you four qualities of Bible faith, real faith, the God kind of faith that will always produce results in your life. Because that's all you need to experience this dimension of God. Ah, I have a bill of $20 trillion and you need God to show up for you for $20 trillion plus, God can show up for you, all it takes is faith. It doesn't... Okay, your own bill is not $20 trillion, $2 naira, whatever it is. All it takes is faith. All it takes is faith. So, Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 says we should examine that we're in the faith. Check that you are doing faith right. Where faith is not producing, it's not evidence that the believer doesn't have faith because every believer has faith. Romans 12 teaches us that. God has dealt to every one of us the measure of faith. Whatever challenge or mountain you may have in your life right now, the faith you need to beat that problem, financial, material, health, family, ministry, the faith you need, you already have it. Somebody say, I already have it. God has given you the measure of faith, and that's all you need. What may be wrong is that you are not using it the way you ought to be using it. Examine yourself, Paul said, whether you are in the faith. Of course, specifically, there is referring to whether that you are walking in the Christian life, but we can apply that to the principles of faith as well. Examine whether you are exercising faith as you ought. That's all you need to do. If you are not satisfied with the results that you are seeing or the manifestations of God's grace in your life, check your faith. Not to condemn yourself, but to look at what you need to improve on. And I want to share four things you can improve on tonight. Glory be to God. Please be reminded that the faith God gave you, if you don't use it like you ought to, it may not produce for you. I always use this analogy of someone that you have a car, but you are not running the car the way the manufacturer intended for you to run the car. You are putting water inside your petrol tank. You are not putting air inside your tire. You forgot to put engine oil inside your engine. So, yes, you have a car, but that car will never produce results for you because you are not using it the way you ought to use it. And that's what happens for Christians. Examine your faith. Examine your life to see whether you are in the faith. Am I using the faith God gave me as I ought? Hallelujah. Jesus told Peter, Luke 22 from verse 31, Simon, Simon, you can put your name there, Tunde, Tunde. Satan has desired to sift you. He has asked to sift you. That's what the challenges you are facing are all about. He has asked that he may sift you as we, well, but i have prayed for you. Somebody say, Jesus is praying for me. Jesus is my intercessor. That your faith fail not. That is the ultimate goal of Satan. He knows if he can cripple Pastor T's faith, Pastor T will not be able to get results. Not that Jesus has not obtained the healing for Pastor T. Jesus has done that. Not that Jesus has not obtained the breakthrough for Pastor T. Jesus has done that. But if Pastor T can use his faith, if Pastor T puts air inside the tire of his faith, if Pastor T doesn't put engine oil inside the engine of his faith, if Pastor T doesn't put petrol inside the tank of his faith, it will not produce results. I have prayed for you that your faith will fail not. So all of us, tell your neighbor that includes you, we must be astute students of faith and keep learning and growing in our faith work. Please, this is 2018. You should not be doing faith in 2018 like you did it in 2017. And bless God, you should not be doing it like you did it in 2010. And I hear loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. Qualities of the God kind of faith. I'm just going to talk about four of them. There are many of them. One of them is what the choir just preached. Speak. Don't be talking depression. Speak what you want to see. Praise God. Let me stress again tonight. Our faith must be in God. I believe this is a slippery slope many 21st 21st century Christians are sliding on. Faith is in career. Faith is in money. Faith is in the relationships in your life. The man in your life. The woman in your life. And by that I mean... Look, I was thinking about this this week while preparing for the service. The efforts and the energy we put into our jobs. The time we invest in our jobs and our careers. Faith is in education. The years we invest in education. And sometimes at the expense of our prayer lives. Sometimes at the expense of the time we should invest in the word. We should examine ourselves. Are we in faith? Or is our faith in God or in education? The, the average worker will leave his house, I mean, working hours normal working hours, 9 o'clock, let's say 9 to 5, like we say. You know you will spend more than that. You probably have to get up if you live in Lagos like 5 a.m. You may not go back until 8 or 9 p.m. At work. Is faith in your job or in God? These are serious questions you have to ask yourself. And you don't have to take one extreme route when you start thinking like this. I'm not asking you to go and resign your job. I'm not asking you not to get an education. If I tell your neighbor, please get an education. I'm not asking you not to have strong relationships with your spouses. I'm telling you the way faith works, the way God designed for you to work is that faith must be in God. So we have to figure out a way why where we still prioritize our time in prayer, even though we have to go to work or do business. Prioritize our time in the world, even though we have to go to school and learn. Am I talking to people here this morning? Faith must be in God. In God, not in government, not in government. Not in the economy of our nation, good or bad. Above all else, in these days and times we live in, we have to be smart and figure out how our confidence is ultimately in God. So when the job fails, we are still fine. When the government fails, we are still okay. When the economy crashes, we are not suffering. When the relationships don't work, that your husband has lost his head doesn't mean you should lose your faith in God. I lost something Greta Copeland taught me several years ago. She said she doesn't depend on Kenneth Copeland to make their marriage work. No. She depends on God to make sure Kenneth Copeland said is correct to make the marriage work. I can't teach that today, but that's very powerful wisdom. Our faith is not in our husband to make our marriage work. The man can fail. He's a human being. Our faith is in God. Glory be to God. 2 Peter 1. Just laying a few powerful foundations before I get to what I want to say. Peter said, keep adding certain things to your faith. From verse 5. Also for this reason, giving all diligence. You can't afford to be slack in this matter. Add to your faith. Virtue and to virtue knowledge, and he listed the number of things. That's how you do faith. And that's what I want, I want you to do with these four qualities I'm going to share with you. You are going to examine how you are using your faith today, particularly as you go on in the remaining four months of this year. And if there's any of these four things I'm talking about here that is not there as you ought, if the Holy Ghost convicts you of anything of them, add them to your faith. Add them to the way you are using your faith. Say with me, I already have faith. That's another simple thing you have to grasp. There's nothing like a believer that doesn't have faith. Shout out loud, I already have faith. But there are things you need to add to your faith to make it work the way it ought to work. Look at what he said here in verse 9. After I listed the things we should add to our faith. He who lacks these things is short-sighted. You will not be short-sighted in Jesus' name. Even to blindness. You will not be blind spiritually in Jesus' name and has forgotten the things that he has been cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, these things I'm about to share with you, taking a cue from the things Peter shared with us, you will never stumble. I love it when the Bible talks like that. Amazing. If you do this, you will never fall. You will never stumble. It's like when First Corinthians told us that love never fails. If you do love, you will never fail. I love it when the Bible talks like that. Certainty. We are not debating the matter. If you do these things, you will never stumble. For so, verse 11, an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tap your neighbor and say you will get there. And I'm talking about the manifestation of your faith. Not just going to heaven. Which is what what he said, yes, or just, but the results you desire. Tell somebody you will get that financial breakthrough. Oh, come on, talk like you have faith this morning. Say you will get married. You will have the children. You will get that breakthrough business. Your ministry will touch the ends of the earth. You will get there. If you do these things, oh. If you do these things. Number one quality you should make sure you are applying with your faith is the quality of victory. And I'm going to say these things this way: do your faith victoriously. I talked about this briefly here on Sunday. Do faith victoriously. When you are praising God, praise God like a victor. Don't praise God like a victim. When you are confessing him, confessing him, him like a victor. First John 5:4 says, faith is the victory. So it's when I'm in faith that I have the victory. And that tells us a lot about faith. Not only does it mean that faith will bring us into manifestations of victory, it also tells us in applying our faith, we must do it with a victory mindset. Talk like more than a conqueror. Praise God. Don't talk like a victim. Don't pray like you are begging God. When you are doing those things, you are not in faith. Hallelujah. So learn to talk. Learn to look. You know, the way some people even appear. I mean, you already look so defeated. You already look so defeated. That's not how to do faith. You should be talking as if you have billions of dollars in your account. And yet, you don't even have a bank account. (laughs) Don't <laughs> move too much, the I'm talking about you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Learn to talk, learn to look, learn to think. And above all, learn to be victorious when you are using faith. Do it like you have the healing already. Praise God. Do it like you have the, whatever you are doing in faith. I'm praying in faith. Pray like you know God has answered you already. Glory be to God. I'm praising in faith. Praise like you know you have the victory already. You are not waiting for manifestations to convince you that God has had you. You believe God has had you already. Can I hear loud? Amen. amen. And, and let me tell you, the ultimate litmus test for a victorious person, they are at rest. I use this analogy on Sunday. How many of you here are still worried about primary one exam? Primary one. I mean, if they come and tell you now that they're going to test you with primary one exam, are you going to be worried? But if they test you now that you may, are you going to pay your rent next month if you're having challenges with paying your rent, you know that may worry you. You see, you have to approach the paying my rent issue if you're having a challenge in that area the same way you're thinking about primary one exam. I've already done, been there. I've done that. I've passed that exam. I'm at rest. Do you get that? Rest. So you meditate on the word to a point of Rest. You pray in the spirit to a point of rest, glory be to God. You praise and worship God to a point of rest, and you declare your faith from that place of rest. So, number one quality of your faith I call this victorious faith do faith like a victor, do faith like a victor. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? This is what first Peter was telling us first Peter 189 though now we do not see him yet, believing. We rejoice with joy inexpressible, full of glory, receiving the end of our faith. How are you going to receive the end of our faith? Through joy. When you go to a stadium and a football match is over, you know the team that won and you know the team that lost. Can I hear a loud amen? In faith, you must always be sounding like the one that has won. Not not after the match, that's natural. Before the match, while the game is going on. While you are still believing God for the healing, you are singing the praise already. They think you already got the miracle. Though we do not see. You do faith like a victor. Praise the Lord. Jesus has finished the work for you. Somebody say, I have victorious faith. So please examine yourself. How have you been confessing? How have you been praying? How have you been thinking? How have you been talking? How have you been looking? Have you been doing it like a victor? And if you have not, just change that as you step into this final four months. Do faith victoriously. We should not be seeing the problem on your face. Praise the Lord. Number two, quality. And I won't spend more time with this one as well. Praying faith. We've talked about that talked about that all night. Mark chapter 11. There's no such thing as I'm a person of faith and you have a lousy prayer life. My friend, you are deceiving yourself. Let me say that again. Let it sink into your ears, into your eardrums, into your soul, into your blood, into your bones. What else can it sink into? You can't have faith and you are not a prayerful person that faith will never deliver as it ought to deliver or as it should deliver. So develop praying faith, a faith that prays. That's what Paul and Silas were doing in that prison. Their belief in God was expressed through prayer and praise even though they had suffered the calamity. That's what David did through his life recorded to us in the Psalms. Even though I have all these challenges around me, I pray. And I praise. My faith is a faith that prays. Not a faith that is silent. Not faith that they can't find in prayer meeting. Not faith that they can't find your prayer in the virus in, um, in heaven. When they, when they are talking the incense of the saints. Praying faith. Are you in Mark 11? Hmm, only five people. Lord, help me Praise God. Tap your neighbor say, I'm here to pray. <laughs> and I'm here to praise. <laughs> Amen. Don't worry, we're almost done. We're almost done. Mark 11, and this is where the theme of the meeting comes from, verse 23. Verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in your career. Have faith in the money you have in the bank account. You know that works two ways. Both the person that has money in the bank account, and the person that doesn't have money in the bank account. The person that has money in the account is only at rest because there's two million naira in his bank account. That's having faith in money. The guy that doesn't have money, he can't sleep at night because there's no money in his bank account. Two of them are suffering from the same problem. It's just two different sides of the same coin. Faith in money. No, have faith in God. Now, he made that statement in reference to what Peter said in verse 20. I mean, verse 21. Verse 20, look at verse 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Many of you are familiar with this story. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you caused has withered away. So when Peter said, Master, that tree you caused yesterday as without the way, Jesus now responded to Peter, have faith in God. This is master teaching here. This is Jesus, the the master teacher teaching. So the lesson did not start in verse 22. The lesson didn't start that day. The lesson started the previous day when Jesus spoke to the fig tree. When we teach faith many times from Mark 11, we start from what Jesus said. And what he said here is important. Have faith in God. Verse 23. Whosoever shall ascend to the mountain. What choir just means that to us. Speak to the mountain and all that. And verse 24. um, Therefore I say, whatever things you pray, have praying faith. Believe that you receive. Verse 25. Forgive your neighbors. All those components you're speaking, vital in faith. Prayer, which we are going to talk about now. Vital in faith and loving your neighbor, forgiving your friends. But that's not where the lesson started. You go back to verse 12, you will see what happened. The Bible said, Jesus, the next day, they were were on their way to Bethany, from Bethany. He saw a fig tree afar off. Please watch this very carefully. And he walked to the tree thinking he would get a fruit because there were leaves on it. When he got there, there was no fruit. The Bible told us that it was not yet time for for the harvest. And then Jesus spoke, or the Bible said Jesus responded to the tree. No man eats fruit from you again. So when he made that statement, he was already teaching them faith. Do you get that? That's what he wanted to do. And listen to me, listen to me. God told me this. When Jesus taught in Bible, he wasn't just teaching the audience that was physically present with him. him. He was teaching us in 2018. Because he knew we would preach this sermon. And he knew we would preach this message. Praise the Lord. So he responded to the tree and he started the lesson on faith. And the Bible said, they now came into Jerusalem and he came to church. Please catch this. And when he got to church... Rather than them praying, they were trading. You know the story. The Bible said he drove them out. He he turned over the table of the money changers. Hallelujah. And he said, is it not written, verse 17, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves." He was still teaching faith. Teaching them faith. Now, watch what had happened to those people here. They came to church quite all right, like many of us come to church, but they didn't come to church to pray. They had lost faith in God. They had more faith in commerce and in economy to meet their needs. So, unknowing to them, yes, there were religious people who came to church, but the business they will do in church please those of you that sell things in church i hope you are hearing very well and those of you that buy things in church i hope you are listening to very well and everybody because you know church can be a marketplace after all there'll be at least 500 people in that video tonight let me sell soft drink you have more faith in the commerce you are doing than in god there's nothing wrong with you doing commerce are you with me this evening as long as it doesn't stop you from praying. Sell yourself, So when we are praying, come and pray with us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? I believe the first lesson of faith is prayer. When people stop praying, they don't attend prayer meetings, or they attend prayer meetings but they don't pray, they have started losing faith in God. And listen to me. Once faith is not in like God things we substitute it. Rather than praying, we start selling shoes. Start selling clothes. I don't have a problem with people selling shoes and clothes in church. I have a problem with people that don't pray. Selling shoes and clothes in church. These shoes you're selling can never meet your financial needs. Glory be to God. Somebody say, have faith in God. God. So develop praying faith. A faith that prays. A faith that prays. Many more of us in King's World should be taking advantage of praying with Dr. K than we are doing. And we will spend time going to work, no problem We're going to work. Spend time going to school, no problem with going to school. Spend time doing our business at the expense of prayer. Jesus drove them out and corrected them, teaching them faith. This is why your faith is not working. My house should be a house of prayer. And you know the New Testament teaches us that the house of God is not just the physical temple, but even our physical bodies. Your body, your life should be a place of prayer. That body that you will carry to VI to do business, or Dubai, wherever you are doing your business. Thank God for the business you are doing. Can I hear a loud amen. amen? But please make it a place of prayer as well. Make it a place of prayer. When we start sliding in praying, things like commerce will come in, education will come in. Who the president is will come in as if it's the president that is going to help us. The president cannot save us. Hallelujah. Now please, let's not go to another extreme. That, ah. after all, we are faith people, we don't need to go to school so you don't know anything, that's not what I'm saying or we don't need to go to work, that's not what I'm saying or we don't want to get involved in politics, that's not what I'm saying our priority should be God can I hear loud, amen. amen say with me, I have praying faith Jude 1.20, building up yourself upon your most holy faith what? praying in the Holy Ghost so examine your faith life, how has your prayer life been? And I'm challenging you this next four months. Make it a time of prayer like never before. Thank God for the kind of church we have. The tools are there. The platforms are there. Where even though at work or whenever you leave work, you you don't have to allow anything to rob you of a prayer life. Can I hear loud amen? amen? Let me move on quickly because of time. And I want to spend a bit of time with the third and the fourth ones. Let me hear someone shout, I have victorious faith. I talk like a victor. I pray like a victor. I worship like a victor. I dress like a victor. I look like a victor. I'm not going around sorrowful. Hallelujah. Even though I have challenges. Oh, I'm talking as if I'm Bill Gates Glory be to God. Say with me, I have praying faith. I have a faith. Declare this, I have a faith. That responds to problems with prayer, like David. I mean, that's what you do. Not what most people do, that when problem comes, or when problem persists, they stop praying. No, say with me, I have a faith that responds to challenges with prayer. What what am I telling you, praying faith? You get up in September, and a big challenge comes that wasn't there before. How are you going to respond? You double your prayer time. Or you learn a thing or two about prayer. You invest more effort in prayer. That's praying faith. Add praying faith. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Number three. Listen, listen to this one. God told me this where many people are dropping the ball. I call it following faith. Or a follower's faith. Add to your faith. Add to your faith. You already have faith. You are born again. You are a child of God. Look for the qualities that ought to be functioning in the way you apply faith and make sure they are there. That faith will produce results for you. That faith will cause you to experience the more than enough dimensions of God. Do it like a victor. Do it victoriously. Do it prayerfully. Number three, do it as a follower. I will explain what I mean. Watch me. Or follow me. Following faith. Ask your neighbor for me, who are you following? In in business and um, motivational speaking circles, they call it, who is your mentor? Who is your mentor? Who are you learning from? Who are you copying? Whose footsteps are you following? That's how you do faith. Faith. That's how you do faith. Jesus came to this earth. He knew he was going to spend three and a half years. Found some ignorant un- and unlearned men. And in Matthew 4:19, he told them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I love to read it this way. Follow me and I will make you. For three and a half years they followed Jesus. By the time he left, there were men that turned the world upside down. How? Following saw how we slept, saw how we woke up, saw how we prayed, saw how we preached, saw how we did miracles, saw how we did ministry, and followed. Many people in church, their faith is not working because they are not following anybody. And I'm not talking Facebook and Instagram. Before one devil corrupts the simplicity of the message I'm preaching. Instagram. You can't catch my spirit on Instagram. You can only see my good looks. And like Pastor May said, I only post the one I took at my favorite moment. So we're not talking Instagram here. Follow me. Follow me. John 12, 26. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Follow my example. Where I am, my servant will be there also. And if anyone serves me by following me, my father will honor. Follow me. Watch as I pray. Pray like me. Not that I'm going for prayer meeting and you are sleeping. Mm -mm. It doesn't work that way. Look at Elijah and Elisha, 2 Kings chapter 2. If you're not familiar with it, so read it when you get home. There were many sons of the prophets. But of all of them, Elisha followed Elijah like no man's business. And when Elijah eventually left, the double portion mantle rested on Elijah. His faith produced much more than the rest of them. Look at it, 2 Kings 2, from verse 1. It came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. That, Elisha went with Eli- um, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Watch Elisha's response. Elisha said, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he went with him down to Bethel. And he followed him to every city. Followed him across the Jordan, and when the chariots of fire came, he was there. Some things can only be caught through following. I can't teach you everything I know. I don't even have the time. I'm I'm cutting short so many parts of this message, and this one is night vigil cutting back. I can't teach you. So if all you want is just come, I hear you, and you go your way during the week, and you come back next Sunday, forget it. You, you won't have my kind of faith, and you won't get the kind of results I'm getting, if you are meant to be following me. Who are you following? Tap your neighbor, ask him, who are you following? Or, or let me say it more accurately, whose faith are you following? Hebrews thirteen seven. Remember those who rule over you. Remember those that God has put ahead of you. And I'm not just talking church. I will get to that in a minute. Who spoke the word of the Lord to you? But let's emphasize those in church first. Whose faith follow? Follow like Elijah followed Elijah. Considering the outcome of their conduct. So you check their life. What are the kind of results they're getting? Am I interested? Find people that are doing things in faith. And by God that, are, that inspire you. And follow them, not from a far distance, so like the other sons of the prophets were doing. The Bible said they stayed on the other side of the Jordan, watching Elijah. Elijah, Elijah followed him. Am I talking to someone here this morning? Yes. Verse 12. Sorry, um, verse 8. So he said, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and for, forever. Hebrews 13, 7 and 8. God has not changed. Praise the Lord. Jesus has not changed. Glory be to God. What he did for Paul and Silas, he will do for you. What he did for David, he will do for you. What he did for Elisha, he will do for you. If you will follow. Let me quickly move on here because of time. Hebrews 6, verse 11. We desire that each one of you. So this is for every one of us. Somebody say, I'm in- I'm included. Show the same diligence to the full assurance of faith, full assurance of hope. And faith is the assurance of hope. Until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate. So I ask you again this morning, who are you imitating? Whose faith are you imitating? Are you that, look, this is how Pastor T prays. And I I mean, I, I want to get results like I'm seeing Pastor T's life. I will start praying like him. And you imitate Pastor T. This apostle gives, and I want to get the kind of result Pastor T is getting financially. So, me too, start giving like him. This apostle T serves God, and I want to get results. That's why I'm talking about following. This apostle comes to church. This apostle studies the word. You follow. I can't do what Pastor is doing. Start from where you are. Start from where you are. Faith walks through followership. Reverend Victor was teaching us something at summer blast. He said God just brought this to his memory. How in those days in the 30 something years ago, he started following Reverend George. And watch this. You see, when you start following someone, it's not the first day you follow him that you will get results. This is where the faith part comes in. It's not the first year or the second year. Sometimes it takes years. And he followed and followed and followed. Those days Reverend George used to ride motorbike. That the motorbike would break down. He, he, he just kept following, and after a while, the things that started happening in Reverend Victor's life started happening. Reverend George's life started happening in his life. Today, Reverend George is preaching all over the world. He is also preaching all over the world. The same thing. He came to Ibadan. Reverend K came to the church there, and Reverend K started following him. Every time Reverend K remind us of summer blast, this has been my pastor for the last 25 years. I have not had any reason to change pastor. And he's looking now. Reverend is preaching all over the world. Reverend K is preaching all over the world. And he said he looks around himself, people that follow him. In fact, he gave an example of his protocol people. He said he always told them that, look, you can't be following me, take him to the airport, and you're following what I'm teaching you. And you only go back at the gate. May I travel you, you go back, look up. If you follow people, just follow their example. Your faith will grow like theirs, somewhere along the line. And when you are following someone, please, this is the faith path. You may not see results, so don't drop the ball after two years. Uh, I've been praying like Pastor T, and I'm not seeing results. Continue, my friend, as long as Pastor T is praying. If I'm making sense to you, shout aloud, amen. Yeah. So this is what Paul admonished us. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Imitate me. Pray like I pray. Serve like I serve. Come to church like I come to church. Come for night vigil like I come for night vigil. Stay awake in the night vigil like I'm saying awake in the night vigil. <laughs> I had to draw that one in. 1 Corinthians 11.1 Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So we're not just saying follow anybody. Follow people that are following God. Look, the standards God has set for us, where following is concerned, is is amazing. God wants you to follow Jesus. Praise the Lord! You see that in First Peter two, verse twenty-two. I mean, verse twenty-one. Look at what it says. First Peter two twenty-one. I hope the projection people can follow me, but if you are not, please, I'm already out of time. For to this you are called, because Jesus also suffered, leaving for us an example. Say with me: Jesus is my example. Amazing. God expects you to follow Jesus like the apostles followed Jesus. God expects you to follow God himself. Ephesians 6.1. I mean, Ephesians 5.1. Therefore, be imitators of God as their children and walk in love like God walked in love. Amazing. High standard. High standard. And let me tell you this. Listen, this, this is how faith works at least some dimensions of it. You can't just read a book and you catch everything they know about in the book. No, this thing is not theoretical. Find people in your life that God has given you close proximity to that are getting results you desire and follow their example. Your faith will grow. Your faith will grow. Praise the Lord. Listen to this statement. God gave me this for you. Listen to this. This came fresh from heaven. So write it down, please. Or take a note of it. It's not just what is being said that's important. It's not just what is being said that's important. A lot of what is left unsaid is equally important. So, the results you are seeing in my life, the results you saw in Jesus' life, or anybody's life, it's not just what we tell you. No, they are only telling you a fraction. There are many things that they do in secret that they can never tell you. There is no time to tell you. So, you follow their lifestyle closely. Some things can only be caught, they can never be taught. It's when you move close. Ah, so this is how they pray. So this is how they, they stay consistent. So and they, they won't teach it. There are so many things I've learned. This is why I go for summer blasts every year. Just by going to the i and sitting with him. He doesn't teach them. He doesn't teach them. I'm telling you, I'm the pastor, I know. No time. Because when he it comes, it's only going to be just for about a week. God has given him what he wants to teach. He doesn't teach them. You need to have mentors, teachers, instructors in your life. You, everybody won't have access to Doctor K. Everybody won't have access to Pastor T. That's not what we are saying. Find people that God has given you opportunity to learn from them. Follow them closely. Your faith will grow when your faith goes on that level. God will give you another person before you know it. You are following Bill Gates. Can I hear loud? Amen? amen. It's not only what is said that is important. A lot of what is left unsaid is equally important. You want to get the results I'm getting? Don't just listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm not saying. And you'll only know if you follow me like Elisha. If you stay on the other side of the Jordan like the sons of the prophets, you won't see the chariot of fire. Oh, did Elijah teach Elisha about the chariot of fire? Just told him that if you see me when I'm cut off, he didn't say anything about chariots of fire coming. He didn't mention chariot, just if you see me when I'm cut off. But a chariot of fire came. If it wasn't that close, you wouldn't have seen it. If you had not seen it, you wouldn't have gotten that double portion. You will not miss your portion in Jesus' name. Some things can and will only be learned by observation. Praise the Lord. Say with me, I have victorious faith. Or I use my faith victoriously. Or I develop victorious faith. I'm telling you what to add to your faith. So many of you are answering questions for you. You have tried and tried and tried. You have prayed and prayed and prayed. Check me, that means these are the things that are missing in your faith. I have a praying faith. Ah, um, you know what of faith people they don't pray. You will back. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. There's no such thing as I have strong faith and I'm not prayerful. You won't find them in the Bible. Say so with have praying faith. Or I develop praying faith. Then thirdly, I have following faith. Please add these things to what you know already about faith. They work. Number four, and finally tonight. Have wow faith. W-O-W. Say that with me. Wow faith. Or wonder faith. Develop a faith that believes for wonders. Hallelujah. I wish I had more time. But I will be repetitive. I'll be repetitive. Say victorious faith. Praying faith. Following faith. Wow faith. I'm telling you how to use God kind of faith to get results for you. Have wow faith. Faith produces wonders. That's what it's designed for. Faith is designed to produce wonders in our lives. That's Hebrews 11. Praise God. Hebrews 11. Look at all those stories there. In Enoch, Hebrews eleven five. 5. By faith, how? By how? Talk to me, somebody. By how? Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Wow. He didn't die. How? By faith. That's a wonder. He did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, he pleased God. He pleased God. He not walked with God in such a way that he robbed death. It wasn't only Jesus that robbed death. Now, that's a wonder. Hebrews eleven seven. 7. Noah. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, and prepared an ark, saving his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. Amazing. Let me share a few interesting facts about Noah. Just a few things I picked up. Genesis 5.32, the Bible tells us Noah was 500 years old. And that's when God started talking to him about this building ark project at 500 years old. Genesis 6.8, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. They told us Genesis 22 was the end of chapter 5. So by grace, God decided to work with him. Genesis 6.14, God started describing the plan for the ark with him. Please stay with me. Stay with me. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. So, God gave him the description of how we should build the ark. Use this kind of wood, use this length, use this height, use this breadth. All this he was doing by faith. The hearing God was by faith. The finding favor before God. He was the only one in the entire world, his entire generation. And yet, God now gave him this crazy project. Rain is coming. Nobody had ever seen rain in those days. And definitely nobody had ever seen flood. And he said, building the ark. Praise the Lord. Watch Genesis 6.22. Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. Genesis 7.5. And Noah did according to all that God commanded him. They told us that one twice. I think there's a lesson there. And verse 6 now says this. Noah, please watch this, was 600 years old when the floodwaters were on the earth. How do you follow God for 100 years? (laughs) Praise the Lord. How do you follow God for 100 years for something nobody has ever seen before? How do you follow God for 100 years? everybody's on the other side making mockery of you. Then detailed instruction: no, not go to Yaba and buy Aku. <laughs> Build ark, No internet, no machinery. Maybe that's part of why it took him 100 years. And he followed it for 100 years. Somebody say, wow. wow. By faith. By faith. Let's talk about Abraham. You know you can't talk faith without talking Abraham. So Hebrews eleven, they start talking to us about Abraham and Sarah from verse eight, but please watch verse twelve very carefully. Therefore, from one man—somebody say Abraham—and he as good as dead. One man, from one man was born as many as the stars of the sky, in multitude innumerable as the sand, which is on the seashore. You know, that's what God told him. Your seed will be like the stars of the sky as the sand on the seashore. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. Please watch what they told us here. Very important. And he who had received the promises, that's what he did in verse 12. He received that promise. He was dead in his body. His wife's womb was dead But he still believed God. Can I hear somebody shout, I choose to believe God. And he received the promise. Some of you, you have a promise of healing. And the doctors have told you there is no cure. Hey, it's irrelevant. Hallelujah. But I don't have time to go into that tonight. I want to show you something powerful in verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested of Arab Isaac, as he who received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Man. Does that phrase ring a bell in your spirit? Only begotten son. Who does it remind you of? I know Jesus is the only begotten son, but who did it? Who offered up his only begotten son? God. By faith, Abraham walked in something that was a type of shadow. He didn't know what he was doing. No. He was believing God for Isaac, but God was giving him billions of children. And he was walking in the stead of God. Somebody say, Wow. Wow. Wow, wow faith. We, you know, we know the story in Hebrews 11. can go on and on. Please hear me. God told me many of you, the things you are using your faith for, they are too small. Faith to pay my rent. Faith to pay my school fees. Faith to pay my bills. That's what you are using your faith for. That's why it's not working. That's not what it's for. Now, it will pay your rent. Can I hear a loud amen? Yes. It will pay your school fees. Can I hear a loud amen? Yes. But the faith God gave you was to build an ark. Hallelujah, like Noah. The faith God gave you, praise the Lord, was to be like God in your generation, like Abraham. Do something that only God can do. Offer up your only begotten son. The faith God gave you was to cheat death. Hallelujah. Like Enoch. The faith God gave you was to part red sea like Moses. I mean we could talk about there's so many people that talked about the faith God gave you was to dominate nations like David. You yeah. are yeah, 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 using faith for rent. Ah no. No. It's not for your rent, sir. That is too small. Can I hear a loud amen? Yeah. I said that is too small. All right, let me close. Rise on your feet. I think you guys have taken as much as you can take. Well I've mentioned the four of them. Uh, we, uh, give, please hear me, hear me. I'm closing. Listen, listen, rise on your feet. I'm not speaking German now. If you said that, rise on your feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Ital Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-0000-0640.